discussing it throughout training camp. You know, we wanted to make sure that we gave ourselves the best opportunity to have the best roster. Again, the quarterback position is still being evaluated. And with you know, James being a little ill last week, we wanted to make sure that we went into week one as strong as possible in case there was any chance that he would not be able to play. How confident are you of the depth in behind Mike at quarterback? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident with the guys we have in camp. Um, we had in camp, I should say, and the guys that we've set the roster with. Um, you know, Mike is a special player. We all get that with our organization, but the guys we have behind him will have the utmost confidence if they get an opportunity. We know they'll do the job. Do you have a good enough evaluation of James, even though he's going to play on camp? Yeah, I, had, I, I mean, we, I felt pretty good about James all camp. He definitely uh, did the things I expected of him in the offseason, preparing for the season. Um, just would have liked to see more game time of him. That's the bottom line, and didn't get that chance um, with the circumstances that arose around him uh, prior to that uh, game. So, like Ed said, you know, we're still evaluating the position. We want to stay strong with that position through this first week and and uh, see how this season goes. Have you decided on an order behind Riley yet? Nope, nope, haven't decided that. So I don't need to tip my hand that way either. It's kind of a week to week thing. You know, it's four quarterbacks now. But- yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, for, for right now, as of the first week, and I don't look any further ahead than that. So uh, the first week, it is what it is, and uh, we're going to go with the four. And can you envision a scenario where you try to trade one of the other three? Yeah, we have Ottawa this week, and that's pretty much where our focus is right now. Um, we, everyone's coming out of training camp. It's very hard to predict what you plan to do with your roster. You know, we're not going to make our players feel uncomfortable by – you know, forecasting trades or anything like that. You know, we we like our guys. Uh, we like the, the team that we put together. Uh, there's a lot of work that was put in by the players, and we just want them to focus on uh, the game that's coming up. And, you know, we're too early to be speculating whether or not there's going to be future trades. You know, trades don't really happen in this, in this league that benefit both sides too often. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be looking to entertain that at all just yet. What was the process like post-game and into Sunday? Not a lot of time to make a lot of tough decisions. Well, I mean, realistically, the decisions are not made right after the game. You know, we, we talk every day. And we talk every day. And as you go through the process of putting your team together, you know, with all the multiple meetings that, that you know, that aren't shown uh, publicly, you kind of come to a consensus as to which positions are the ones that are, are um, up for grabs, so to speak, when you get to the preseason game. And then you'd hope that a couple guys will show and guys will do some things that you expect them to do. But ultimately, in the end, it's a matter of who the coaches feel comfortable you know, playing with, all being able to fit within the structure of the cap and, and, and being able to move forward and, and provide depth throughout the season. As we know and, and understand, especially here, that. The, the roster you start with isn't the roster you necessarily finish with, and you have to make certain that you, are, you have strength in numbers where you can have buy, you know, players around that can uh, help you when the injury does occur. Uh, but again, those players that you're unsure, the unknowns as we call them, uh, they have to go out there and perform, and perform at a level where you feel comfortable making a decision on what they're, what they're going to be in the future. Right? You give a short, you know, short amount of time to watch them play, uh, but then you have to go by practice, individual stuff, what they do in the classroom. But you know, Jason can speak to more to their, you know, their abilities in the classroom. We just kind of make certain that we're putting together the best team possible, uh, no different than any other year. 
Jason, you talked a lot about a war of attrition during training camp. The guy, injured guys that played a role in, in what you decided on releasing them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, when you get hurt in that second preseason game and it's a, a catastrophic injury, and catastrophic for us is, you know, most of the season, if you're going to be gone for that, it's hard to keep those guys around. So um, decisions can get made solely based on that, based on who's going to be available to you. And, and then the other cuts, I mean, if, if, if you don't practice most of the training camp or at all, it's hard to evaluate. And we're all about evaluating. You know, we had a new staff coming in, putting in new systems. We needed to see the guys practice and perform. We talked about it every day. These practices are just as important as the games. So if you can't practice for us, it's very hard to evaluate. So, you know, that's at the end of the day, your roster in the CFL is a small roster, and you have to have guys that can be available to you every single day. So the guys that can't be available have a hard time making this club. I, I'm very comfortable. I've been comfortable since, you know, Ed and I talked at the beginning with who we were bringing in and finally getting the chance to, you know, you see names on the board all offseason, and then you finally get them to work, and then you get to evaluate and understand them in the classroom and then watch them compete against other teams and play in the games. I'm very excited about our roster. I mean, you're going to, when you have turnover, you have guys that leave. I've always said it's an opportunity for someone else to step up and make an impact. You know, not very many people knew who Dexter McCoy was or Aaron Grimes were two years ago. They sure know him now, but they all had an opportunity themselves and they took advantage of it. So that's what I ho I'm hoping. You know, with the young guys, that's what you're going to see. In a couple of years from now, you're going to know who they are. Right now, you know, it remains to be seen, but we have confidence in them. I have the same amount of confidence year in and year out, right? I'm, I'm not afraid of uh, to take chances. I'm not afraid of young players. I'm not afraid of, of turnover. You know, I don't fear um, you know, when guys leave or anything like that. You just can't do that in this business, right? And as Jason said earlier, that, you know, Everyone was an unknown. Myself, Jason, when we came into the league, no one knew who we were either when we played. You got to make a name for yourself, and that's the beauty of the CFL. And when you come here and you find those players and you go out there and you, you have expectations of those guys being able to come in and impact your roster, but you know, what, the names that they make for themselves are, will be the names that you, the media, create for them by, based on what you see and you know, how well they play. For us internally, we base, based everything on what they do in the classroom and being assignment conscious and sound and when they go out there and make plays and they're like Jay said the ability to stay available meaning health wise uh, and, and we feel good about that you know yeah there will there be growing pains at times with young players it, it always is the case um, I think our the, the rookie of the year last year spent six weeks on the practice roster you know those things happen that's the that's the the maturation of a CFL season and, and a team you know this team is not the same team it was uh, last season we have a good core group of guys. We have good coaching staff. We have a great foundation, and we're very optimistic and positive about where we're headed. We feel very good about what we're doing. The guys look really good and very motivated over the weekend in the last game. And we're excited about uh, you know playing Eskimo brand football. Uh, young guys that you've never heard of, you know, it's an opportunity. There's other guys that you know there'll be turnover at times. You know some guys will play well and some guys won't. And we'll just keep tinkering with the roster until we get the right combination. But you know, I have the utmost confidence in Jason and his staff that they will be able to do that. You know, I mean, this is, again, this is still Eskimo football. You know, I mean, it's, it, that's the way it is here. Um, you know, we're not, we look forward. You know, we, we, we talk more about we than I. You know, and I think there's been a lot of discussion over the last little bit of, about why, you know, the changes in the, in, on our team and who's not here and all that. 
you know, but I tend to focus on who is here, you know, and, and who's in our culture. And our culture of Eskimo football doesn't change regardless of who leaves. It's just, uh, you know, a culture of just making sure that everyone does what they're supposed to do, play hard, you know, do your job, and in the end, the results will show. You know, it takes a little luck as well. But we're excited. I'm, I'm extremely excited for Jason. I'm, I'm more than this is probably the happiest that I've ever been in, in four years, even happier than winning a Grey Cup. I'm happy for a good friend and, a, and who's going to be a really good coach. And I'm excited. I'm going to do everything I can to support him and have his back. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, do everything possible to make sure that he's a success. You know, and, and that's, you know, that's how this is going to go. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't have really a whole lot more to say. I mean, I'm not going to make predictions. I'm just going to basically say, say the, stat, the fact that we're going to go out here and play the best damn football we can play. Our guys are going to be prepared. They're going to be coached well, and they're going to be respected. Any player that comes to Edmonton, they know that. Any player that leaves here will remember that. And that's just how it is, you know, regardless of where you go. It's never going to be like Edmonton. Does the dynamic change for you, though, your team is defending a great cup? Not, it's not a dynamic for me because I forgot all about the great cup. I got different coaches, got different players, different roster. You know, we're focused on 2016. That's, that's the focus. You know, I have players. I got multiple players. I mean, Ladler has never been in a playoff game, never played in the regular season. So we got guys on this roster who are different. And because of that, this is a brand-new team with a focus on playing the best game they could play this weekend. And then after that, you take a week off and you focus on the next game. You focus on the next game. But I, I honestly believe that, you know, we're going to be competitive. I mean, they're, they're, you saw they, over the weekend they're in great shape. They're physical. You know, they got after it. They beat down the opponent. I mean, they physically beat down the opponent, not only by physical, but our conditioning was superior. And I think uh, it showed. I think it really showed over the weekend that, you know, you know, whether anyone was expecting this team to be different. You know, our veterans came out with a purpose, and I believe they're going to come out with that same purpose all year, and they're going to get the youngsters up to speed on how we do things here, and we're looking forward to it. Ed, were the decisions and conversations a bit harder for cuts um, with the guys who won a great cup last year? No, because you, you wiped the slate clean, right? This is a new staff, right? They, they, you can only go by what the players are able to showcase in training camp. Yeah. Now, again, we have conversations all the time. There's some guys, like anything, I'm going to be honest with you, there's players you look at and you say, okay, this group of guys, highly unlikely. You know? But if anything does, you know, if they go off the rails, anything's possible. You know, this group here, this is the group where we need to get evaluation. And this young group here, you know, you got to earn it. And within that 75-player roster plus the draft picks, you, you roll the ball out and you let them play. And then you, you know, find out who can learn who can move, their versatility, what they're able to do, who can stay healthy, who's not hanging out in the training room, who's on the field every day. You know, those type of things are all being evaluated. And then when they get to the game itself, the game is a culmination of everything that they've learned, but the, the, the difference is that the coaches are on the sideline and in the booth. They're not on the field talking to them right there after they make a mistake. It's now they're on their own. And that gives us the opportunity to, you know, further evaluate them while they're in, in game action, right? And then from there, the evaluations continue. You know, with two preseason games, um, can, I, can we say that there's guys that have shown us enough to, to call, consider them all-stars down the road? I would say no. But enough to make our football team uh, what we need today? Yes. And it is up to them 
to continue to get better in the classroom and, and improve because they're going to see stuff. They're going to have tendencies that other teams are going to recognize, and they have to make sure that every game, every week, every practice that they come, they bring their lunch pail and they come to work and not rest on any success, whether it's minor or major. You know, 87-yard runs don't mean anything. You know, 87-yard runs just give you an opportunity to stick around, but it's what follows. You, know, you got to continue, right? You got to continue, and that's that. That's a warning to all those in the room, the young guys. You know, don't don't feel like you've made it because it's a long road, long season. Things change a lot, right? Because we still have high expectations here, um, and and we're going to live up to those. Uh, within the room, and we hope that when we take it from the classroom to the field, that the players are able to, to show that. Jason, were there any sur surprises for you in camp uh, from like a personnel standpoint? Yeah, that's 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 a difficult question. I mean, I, I evaluated everybody. Um, I have high expectations for everybody. So, um, you know, I was excited about the young guys that have made our team and, and being able to see them compete. I told them at the beginning, you're you're walking into a championship locker room. It's not going to be easy to make our club. Bottom line. So the guys that did get to stick around obviously impressed me enough to to be here. Um, the, to be quite honest with you, the guys that I, if I would say the guys that impressed me the most were our veteran guys that just won. When I look at J.C. Sherritt, I look at Marcus Howard, I look at Odell Willis, I look at Mondo. I looked at how they approached every single day, and that's what I set as the barometer of how I wanted guys to work every day. Nobody outworked those guys, and that's the reason they're here. And that's the reason they've been successful in their career. So to be quite honest with you, those are the guys that impressed me more than anybody impressed me because we had a tough training camp. I felt like we did a lot of things physically, mentally to stress them out. And those guys never cracked. And uh, they were all willing to go the first game too. And I didn't want to play any of them. Uh, I felt like they did a good enough job. And in fact, I wasn't really crazy about playing them in the second game. I'd rather them just been fresh for Ottawa, but um, the mindset they have is they want to compete and they want to play, and you can see that every single day. So if you ask me who impressed me the most, it was those guys with a close second with the guys we kept because it's not easy to walk into a championship locker room and get a job. Hi, did you get to not only coach your first regular season game, but against the team that you just worked for? A little bit more hair on it for you than, than Perhaps a normal first. To be quite honest with you, no, and I'll just say that it's, it's because of uh, how special it is to be the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. In my regards, I mean, I, I'm more focused on on us and us winning here than I am on anything. Um, I have friends throughout the league, uh, people I respect, and I probably don't respect anybody more than that club over there, just because of having been there, uh, knowing the people I do so well. But at the same time, I'm more focused on what we can do and not worried about the past.